Hey guys, you are listening to the English Made Simple show. This is episode number 189, number 189, numero 189. Welcome amigos y amigas. Uh, my name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net, EnglishMadeSimple.net. And um, how are ya? <laughs> How's it going? Good. Glad to hear you're doing well. Awesome. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about moving to an English-speaking country before? Either permanently or temporarily? To work, to live or to study? Have you ever thought about that? Speaking to a native speaker in an English-speaking country? <laughs> If you had been practicing English at home by yourself, I am sure the thought of going somewhere and speaking with native speakers has crossed your mind. One way to go to an English-speaking country is to study overseas, okay? To study like in Australia or Canada or New Zealand because it will give you a taste of what it is like to live in those countries. And it could be your first overseas experience, That's what we call it, overseas experience. You can get an experience by traveling overseas. It's a whole different set of uh, skills that you get from uh, visiting countries. Anyway, I'm getting myself distracted as usual. Anyhow, last week I interviewed Soraya from Tour Studies. She helps you get a student visa for Australia. And what that means is that you could come here in Australia to study English, even uh, whatever you want to study, for six months or three months and then return home. And you can go back home. It's just an option to consider if you want to take your English learning to the next level. You can actually do it in Australia. And you can check out that episode with Soraya. Uh, just go to EnglishMadeSimple.net slash 188. That's episode 188 or the previous episode. And if you get in touch with Soraya and mention you heard about tour studies on the English Made Simple podcast, you will get a free consultation. Uh, and I forgot to mention that Soraya is bilingual. She is fluent in Spanish and English. Okay? Awesome. So today, today's episode will give you more options to consider if you want to move to um, an English-speaking country. You could consider coming to Canada or New Zealand uh, to do the same, to study, you know, or to work or to live there permanently. So those three countries are open to immigration um, that I know, and there are some other ones, but uh, I just want to talk about these three for now. As you know, I lived in New Zealand for 12 years, uh, but now I live in Australia, and I had never been to Canada. I do have friends from Calgary, Ottawa, and Vancouver, though. Um, so I get to hear stories from them. All three countries are known for the fresh air. That's a good thing. Yes, we have smokers too in those countries, but <laughs> we also have fresh air. They are also known for the wildlife, okay? Wildlife. Um, when I say the word wildlife, it's one word. It represents the animals that live in the wild, um, not domesticated animals. And of course, these countries are also known for picturesque scenery, Mm -hmm. Really beautiful scenery. So what do you do when you want to move to another country? <laughs> uh, what would you consider? What would you think about if you were to move to another country, even for six months? Um, doesn't uh, necessarily mean it's a permanent move. 
Well, the first thing I would consider if I were to move to another country um, is the cost of living. Did you know that the cost of living in, is higher in New Zealand than in Australia? And New Zealand is a lot smaller than Australia. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Um, in New Zealand, you would pay $2 a litre for petrol or gas. Uh, we can say petrol or gas. Um, whereas in Australia, you would pay $1.50 a litre. And sometimes it's less, less than that. But at the moment, it's this at the moment. And you also pay a higher tax in New Zealand. Uh, you pay tax on the goods sold um, in the supermarket. Or I'm just using supermarket as an example. Uh, you would pay tax on services. Like if you, if you hire a plumber to fix your bathroom, or if you hire an electrician to install lights, for example, you know, they will charge you for services rendered. And uh, they will charge you a fee inclusive of this tax. Okay? In New Zealand, this is called the GST. Uh, good services tax, I think, and that is 15%. So when you go to the supermarket, everything you buy is inclusive of the 15% tax. In Australia, this tax is 10%. So it's a lot less. Uh, again, it's called GST. It's the same thing, but it's 10%. I guess it's easier to calculate things with 10% than 15%. Uh, makes things easier. And apparently in Canada, this is 5%, I think. So if you live in Canada, you will know. But I am, um, uh, I've just found out that it's 5% uh, tax. So that's not bad, actually. Maybe I should go to Canada now. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay. What's another thing that's worth mentioning here? Hmm, the language. What about the language? How different um, is the language in New Zealand, Australia, or Canada? The spoken English. We all know they speak English. Duh. Okay. <laughs> all three countries belong in the Commonwealth group of countries. And the Commonwealth is like another name for the... <laughs> British Empire. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, so these countries were once under the British rule, but now they just have connections with the UK. They have um, affiliations. Uh, they, they have their own in independence, but at the same time, they have to pay tax to the Queen as well, as a, as a, just to belong to the Commonwealth. I don't know what else we get out of that. Um, I should do more research on that. I haven't done it. But anyway, they all belong uh, to the Commonwealth group of countries. I don't want to go into too much uh, politics here. And yes, they do speak English. However, Australia and New Zealand have adopted the British spelling and Canada uses the US spelling, probably because of its neighbor, uh, the United States. Okay. And the accents are different. They are so different, okay? Don't get confused between Australian and New Zealand accent, please. They are very different. And um, if you live in Australia, yeah, there's a lot of Kiwis or New Zealanders living in Australia and you, you get to hear them and uh, you can make a distinction. You can tell them apart. Let's see if I can try to impersonate these accents, okay? I'll try my best. I'm not really great at that. Um, so, you know, it used to be difficult for me to differentiate between an American accent and a Canadian accent, okay? But I've just figured it out, okay? I can now immediately tell if I hear a Canadian accent because of the way they pronounce the word about. About. So they say, a boat. 
okay, that's really bad, my impersonation, but they tend to say the O in in between. About, okay? About. And, um, you know, I usually say this word as about. Anyway, the Kiwis, which is a word that describes New Zealand people, as I mentioned earlier. Kiwi, Kiwis. Uh, and not because of the kiwi fruit, okay? We don't call kiwis because of the kiwi fruit, even though it does grow in New Zealand too, but it does grow in other parts of the world. But because of the kiwi bird, a bird that has tiny, small, really tiny wings, okay? And cannot fly, this bird. And it's native to New Zealand. And it only comes out at night. And it's very, very fragile, this bird. Anyway, so the Kiwis have a distinct accent. I'm talking about the people now, the Kiwis. <laughs> Not the Kiwi birds. Okay, so the people, Kiwis, uh, have really um, have a distinct accent. Uh, they almost sound like they add the sound E to everything. For example, the word then... Okay, T-H-E-N, then they would say then, then, okay. And then you do this, and then. <laughs> okay, that was the first thing I noticed when I lived in New Zealand. Um, and then I noticed they also pronounce the word fish, the, the fish, the animal that swims in the sea. F-I-S-H, um, fish, sounds like fosh, okay, sounds like Fush, like really like hard O. Fush, fush and chips. All right. Well, it's, you know, I'm a bit exaggerating here, but um, you do notice it after a while. You do notice these things. And Aussies love to make fun of the Kiwi accent. They do. We are neighbors, even though we are separated by the ocean. We are neighbors. Um, there is a friendly rivalry between the two countries. It's just fun to watch how they make fun of each other. Of course, all friendly. We are all friendly. <laughs> uh, the Aussie accent is also quite different from the other two accents. You know how in the Hollywood movies you hear the American accent with a strong R pronunciation? Like that. For example, the word here, you know, here. I hope I'm doing that right. Here. <laughs> well, in Australia, it is here. Here. And you also have to pinch your nose to sound like this. Here. <laughs> okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration again. This is my review of the Canadian ki uh, Kiwi and Aussie accents uh, as a non-native speaker. As somebody who is a non-native speaker, this is how I hear the other accents. I am probably exaggerating a little bit, as you know, um, in my explanations. And I hope nobody gets offended here. Or I hope nobody gets offended here. <laughs> Uh, and who knows how I sound to the native speaker. I probably sound silly too. But let's move on. Let's move on. Another reason why you should think about moving to Canada, you know, the country of grizzly bears, um, or Australia, the country of sharks, snakes, and spiders, and crocodiles, or New Zealand, the country of kiwi birds. They don't fly. Uh, well, another reason is the weather, of course. The weather. Or the weather. You've all been thinking it, the weather. So when I say Canada, you're probably thinking snow, cold, um, Australia, always sunny and warm. And New Zealand, what do you think of New Zealand's weather? Hmm. Well, let's see. If you like the cold winter weather, go to Canada or come to Melbourne. <laughs> Just joking. 
uh, it doesn't snow in Melbourne. Um, it does get cold. Um, Australia has cold weather as well, uh, but it doesn't snow in the cities. And New Zealand has the best of both, okay? Best of both. It's nice and warm in the North Island of New Zealand, and then it snows in the South Island of New Zealand. If you love skiing and snowboarding, you can consider Canada or the South Island in New Zealand. And if you like uh, surfing, come to Australia and the North Island of New Zealand. You can do surfing there as well, like the famous Piha Beach uh, in Auckland, in the west of Auckland. Radio. So if you're someone who is thinking about moving to one of these countries but are not sure which country to choose, I created a guide that will help you choose. Okay, you can go to englishmadesimple.net slash country where I dive deeper and compare the three countries for you. I cover topics such as education, childcare, healthcare, rental prices, you know, property prices and the average salaries that you would get if you lived in those countries. And what country would give you more opportunities for work? Okay, so those things I would also consider if I was uh, making the move across the ocean. Again, that website was englishmadesimple.net slash country. Well, thanks, amigos, for joining me today. You've been an amazing audience and you've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. Until next time, hasta la próxima. Bye.